0: Hi, and welcome to Tech Talk, where we take a look at what's going on in technology news and offer some insights, hopefully pithy ones. I'm Ken Mingus, Executive Editor at Computer World. I'm here with J.R. Raphael, our uh, Android blogger at Computer World. We're going to take a look at Android fragmentation, operating system upgrades, what's going on, what's going right, what's going wrong. So stick around. Okay, so JR, thanks a lot for being here from your undisclosed location in the middle of the country. Um, every year, as always, yes, as always, thank you. Uh, <laughs> every year, you take a look at um, you know one of the issues that that Android seems to have, which is the slow pace of uh, operating system upgrades. And you've recently done your extremely comprehensive four thousand word report card. <laughs> uh, I know that because I edited the four thousand words. Um, no, it's really important that, you know, we explain what's going on here. So um, with that little bit of context, what did you find with this year's report card? Where do things stand?
1: Well, you know, unfortunately, it's kind of more of the same old. Every year, there's some reason to think, hey, this is going to be the one where all the Android device makers finally get their acts together and start pushing out these upgrades quickly and and making a real effort, there's always some reason. And every year, it kind of ends up, you know, there's a little fluctuation, but by and large, there's just never a great all-around result. So this year, we were looking at Pi, which came out uh, last fall, Android 9. And so the reason we're doing it now is because it's been six months since the software's release, which is just kind of a nice standard metric to look at. And, you know, if a company's gonna get software out in a reasonable amount of time. I, six months is a pretty reasonable half a year. You know, If they can't do it in half a year, they're not really putting in much of an effort. Right. So what I do is I measure it, again, just for consistency, looking at the uh, U.S. flagships, whatever phone is available readily in the United States. And you could do any country, of course, and it would just the results would change. But you just need some consistency. So being that we're in the U.S., that's kind of what we've always looked at. And I measure how long it takes each device maker to get the software to their current generation flagship and their previous generation flagship. So that being said, I mean, the results are basically Google did great. Everyone else, not so much. Uh, OnePlus, which is a pretty small uh, manufacturer, but a significant one, especially when it comes to the Android enthusiast community, they were in second place with a 74% C, if that tells you anything. Now, when it's a step up last year, they were also in second place with a D, so we've seen some improvement, but after that, every single grade, including, of course, ones by the big name manufacturers like Samsung, everyone else got an F. Samsung was the highest F this year, A little bit of improvement. Um, Sort of an F-plus, maybe? (laughs) Yeah, a badge of honor. They came in with a 37% F, uh, basically because Samsung did get the software onto its current generation flagship just shy of six months, but it did it right within that six-month window. Nothing for the previous generation flagship, but it's more than we can say for Samsung last year when it didn't do anything at all within so, the
0: first six-month window. So is the issue here, you know, we've talked about this in the past in terms of why uh, an Android user might want to go with with a Google device. Isn't, isn't the, the, the ready, the, the fast upgrade really the biggest reason, I, you would think, in terms of uh, suggesting a Google phone? Is that because of the operating system is so quickly rolled out?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be said for that within, you know, what are now Pixel phones. Google used to not not make, but put out the Nexus phones and and same kind of deal. They're really the only device where you're going to consistently get that timely and reliable upgrade, not only that you know you're going to get it, but it's a guarantee. It's written into part of the device's sale pitch, you know, that that is part of the deal. Not only, again, with those uh, big operating system updates, but also the monthly security patches. Other companies will do okay here and there, but no one else consistently does it and makes it a part of their, you know, kind of DNA that that's what they do. I, I had a footnote. I mean, there are a couple of little small companies like Essential, the the company that was started by Android's founder Andy yep. Rubin, yep. Uh, it just has one phone. It didn't even put out a phone last year. It's just it's only put out one phone. There have been a lot of stories about how it's not doing great. It was supposed to put out a phone last year. It didn't. You know, it, it's definitely not a big player. It's hardly sold any devices. But that being said, it has done well. So there there are a few little like high points here and there. But when it comes to the major Android manufacturers, certainly you know from an American perspective, Google is about the only one that is consistently putting them out you would hope Google would do well but you would also hope that some other companies would do you know reasonably well in addition does, to
0: that does this go back to just the fact that the, the, the carriers are not as interested in, in making sure that devices are upgraded because it's not really it doesn't really help them in any way and if anything it might encourage people to buy a new phone so they can get the latest operating system I mean isn't it sort of like working against their own best interests if they were to readily upgrade everybody as soon as they could?
1: Yeah, I think there's a strong argument to be made, and you know we'll probably never know for sure, because I was gonna come out and say that, but when you think about it, Google is the only company where software is a core part of its revenue and its business model, because Google, even if it doesn't make money selling devices, it's benefiting from you being online, having a, a good experience being online and using Google services, because then, of course, it can you know collect data from you, use that data to position ads. It's gonna win no matter what, whereas, Samsung, HTC, LG, wh- whomever—they're making their money by and large from selling you phones. And yeah, if your phone is looking more and more modern and fresh and current every you know few months with a nice shiny new update, then it's it's kind of actively working against their interests. Uh, you know, on top of that, they're spending money, a lot of resources, to put these upgrades out. And uh, on the surface, at least, they're not making anything directly from that. You, you can make an argument about that they're building customer loyalty and something like that, but a- as we've seen. People don't seem to care. The general public doesn't know enough about what's going on here to to say, "Oh, Samsung's not putting out great upgrades at a, at a good pace, so I'm not going to buy it." So it's not hurting them. So until, if and when it ever did, they really have no motivation to 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 make a change.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I can't remember now which manufacturer it was, but I I recently saw something. I think earlier this week um one of the companies was getting uh, kudos for finally rolling out Oreo 18 months after it had, it had arrived and I'm like wow that is a real long time frame you know I, I was yeah, stunned at how yeah. long it is because coming from the uh, you know the Apple side of things uh, in fact I did uh, a little research myself to see where Apple is and uh Based on what uh, Apple is saying, 78% of all devices introduced in the last four years are now using iOS 12. So that's, you know, that's the other side of the coin when it comes to, like, speedy updates. You know, it's a shame that uh, uh, it's only Google that's doing it on the Android side. But, you know, that's the comparison. Let me ask yeah. you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I was just going to say it's it's definitely a difference. Um, at the same time, I often like to point out that it is a little bit of an apples to oranges, so to speak, comparison. Problem. Because the way they handle or the way they kind of frame operating system upgrades and what is part of the operating system is pretty different from Android to Apple. Google has done this over several years in large part as a response to the fact that these manufacturers aren't taking these upgrades seriously and doing well. What it's done is broken out a lot of core pieces of the operating system into standalone apps that it then updates. So, you know, in any given month, every single Android device owner will get a ton of upgrades. You know, oftentimes, which, if you just list them out, look like they could be an entire iOS update. You know, you might get an update to your stock email app, your Maps app, your uh, you know, browser, and then even some behind the scenes things like Google Play Services, which controls a lot of sort of system level tools and security and privacy features. So there is another side to it. It's not as bad in a complete parallel comparison as, as it seems, but yeah, I mean, certainly when you look at the OS updates themselves, it's a, a world of difference.
0: Okay. Are we seeing anything? You've also written pretty extensively about Project Treble, and uh, that was obviously the effort to try to um, streamline things and make it easier for these, these Android updates to go out. It doesn't sound like, at least looking at your numbers this year compared to last year the previous years, that it's, it, it's had a big impact yet. Are we seeing anything from Project Treble?
1: Well, it, that was really the, what made this report card so fascinating. And that's something that uh, there, there's a separate analysis that's on computerworld.com now really looking just at that, because it's a whole other can right. of worms and a lot more data to pull. But, you know, basically what it comes down to is Project Treble was supposed to shave about a quarter of a year. Off of the upgrade process. That's information that a, a treble engineer and a official Google guy, who you know was responsible for the program, said to me when when we interviewed him at some point last year. Uh, so they they knew going in it wasn't going to be a magic fix. You're not going to go right. from taking eight months for you know some companies to do an update to have them suddenly doing it in a week or whatever. But you know taking three months out is is still pretty significant. Sure. So that was sort of the yeah the uh, the metric we were looking at and did it shave three months off? by and large, you know, roughly across the board. And when you look at it, it really just didn't, which, yeah. which is a shame. So what, I, we can go down some of the examples. Uh, HTC did worse this year. It took them 99, so we're looking at the current generation flagship. Right, it took right, HTC right. 99 days with Oreo. Uh, we're still waiting for any delivery with Pi. So that's, as of the day, we're taping this about 190 days and counting. So pretty, you know, they're not right on the cusp. We're,
0: we're way yeah, past the point. They've of fallen it. off the cliff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and HTC is certainly having its own trouble. So they probably don't have the resources. That being said, we go past there. Uh, LG is officially past the point of meeting that three month window of improvement. It took uh, not to, <laughs> nothing to be proud about here. 274 days Ouch. for LG to get Oreo to its for current generation. Like it's top tier phone, people yeah. who just bought it. And to get to beat that by three months with Pi, it would have had to have got the Pi update onto its flagship by February 6th. So we're well past that. It's doing worse. Okay. Uh, Moto's also past the point. Samsung saw a little bit of improvement, as we mentioned earlier. Mm. Uh, modest improvement, we'll say. It went from 213 days with Oreo to 177 days with Pi. So still nowhere near the 90-day level that it should have. And then when you start looking at the previous-gen flagship, because, you know, people, most people aren't buying phones every year, especially now. You mm. want to get a phone and know it's going to have updates for at least two years at a bare minimum. Uh, And Samsung still hasn't sent anything out to its previous generation flagship, uh, the one company that did have that 90-day improvement that, that did well OnePlus, it improved its delivery time for its current gen flagship by almost spot on 91 days. So there's our kind of one little shining ray of hope. But then you go to the previous generation flagship and it did 407, or I'm sorry, 47 days. I was gonna worse. say
0: 407 so, days would be not. That'd so be good. something. Yeah. That would not <laughs> be good. Be yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah.
1: But still, 47 days worse. So uh, OnePlus did a little better on one side, a little worse on the other side. You know, again, Google—the one consistent company doing about the same year to year. But uh, yeah, by and large, the improvement that they were hoping to see just isn't there, and it just comes back to what we were saying a second ago, and something that I've written about yeah. since all this treble talk started, and even in further back. What can you say other than the logical factor that's unaddressed by treble, still present here, is motivation, right. and that's something that that no amount of engineering wizardry, wizardry can address, because you can see the logic in what Google did. It makes sense that you're going to, you know, take a lot of the work out. And what they did is they took all the kind of foundational hardware level elements of the operating system and put them into a separate level so that every time an update comes along, the manufacturers don't have to wait on Qualcomm or or whomever to do their part. And so that that all makes sense logically, but if the company still just doesn't care and doesn't have motivation to do it, you you can't fix that with any amount of coding, you know?
0: Right. Understood. Okay. So I guess we'll have to kind of Wait a little longer yeah. and see if maybe trouble can make some uh, progress. Uh, the other question that I wanted to get to, and this is sort of the, the underlying or overlying issue here is, you know, and you've written about this uh, this week for us on Computer World, um, why should people be, be concerned about updates and upgrades? You know, what's, I mean, we sort of know that, but I'd like for you to lay it out, you know, in more detail as to why this is important.
1: Well, it's a really good question because when we talk about these new OS upgrades, we tend to talk about more the surface level things like right. Pi, the, the gesture controls and you know whatever features you're going to see in the, the interface design changes. And a lot of people think, eh, I don't care so much about that. I like the, my phone the way it is or you know, if you're using like a Samsung or LG phone, each manufacturer kind of modifies the software in their own way and you may have already had some kind of equivalent mm-hmm. of this feature for a while. And so you think, eh, whatever, it doesn't really matter. But the truth is there are a lot of less sexy, attention-grabbing features, uh, elements of an OS update that often get overlooked. So with Pi, for example, there are a lot of performance, privacy, security type of uh, improvements. With Some of the examples with Pi, apps are able to use less memory, be more power efficient, and load faster. Uh, There's a lot of changes to the tools that developers, app developers, have access to. They can use advanced machine learning, uh, newer Wi-Fi protocol with better indoor location pinpointing. And then in addition to bringing new things, with every release, Google also, I hate to say takes away, but kind of tightens up. Uh, what people are able to do in the name of ongoing you know, improvements of privacy and security. So with Pi specifically, there were restrictions put in place on how and when apps can access your microphone, your camera, sensors, when they're in the background, something they used to be able to do. Now it's a little more restricted. That's something we're expecting to see more of with the upcoming Android Q release. and. Uh, things like that there's more effective encryption for Google backup data uh, enhanced privacy for network connections the list goes on and on and on and it's the same every year we saw similar things with Oreo, which you know among other things brought a whole new system that lets you opt out of individual notifications from apps so i could say i don't want to get these alerts from Google Maps asking me to rate a place every time I'm in it. But I still do want to get an alert if there's traffic on my way home, you know, from my commute to work or whatever. Yep. Important things that, that are kind of behind the scenes and under the hood a little bit, sometimes things you might not even overtly notice, but certainly with the privacy and security and the performance, they're, they're pretty important. So people may not always realize, especially when we talk about more casual users, the kind of things that are happening. But it's, it's certainly reasonable to say that they're worth having and things that you
0: should care about. That's really, really good insight. You know, uh, it, it dawns on me, too, that if, it, if we're ever going to get to a point where Android users are clamoring, you know, and, and yelling at uh, the carriers and the hardware makers and everybody that they can responsible for this, that may be the one way, um, you know, once these companies feel a little bit of heat that they might be able to roll these things out. There's, no, there's nothing stopping them from rolling out these updates in a timely manner. They just don't, as best we can tell. And it just sounds like uh, it's going to be one of these uh, project trouble aside, everything that Google's doing aside, it's going to have to come you know, from the bottom up, I think.
1: Yeah, if and when people, you know, care at enough of a volume that someone like Samsung has to listen. Because, you know, okay, if we want to cut anyone a little slack, not to say that there's an excuse, but if you want to justify or try to understand it, a company like HTC, you can see why it's struggling now. I mean, it makes
0: sense. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: But a company like Samsung, there's no reason Samsung, even before Treble, if Samsung wanted to devote the resources to it, it has the money. It could get upgrades out in a matter of weeks, certainly with Treble, even before if it wanted to. So, yeah, it all just comes down to the, these companies seeing a reason and people kind of demanding it, which, you know, may or may not happen. Uh, I, I did just see something interesting the other day that Google's Pixel line was now officially the fastest growing smartphone line within the U.S. Obviously still very small scale, sure, but, it's, yeah. it's you know, got to start somewhere. Right. That's the same conversation we could have had about Android, you know, eight years ago, that it was small scale. Growing really quickly, but still just in these single digits didn't seem significant. And, you know, no, who's to say if it. that'll happen or not with Pixel? But maybe that growth will, at some point, if it continues, uh, encourage other manufacturers to start taking some of these things seriously. Maybe. Maybe not. That's an never know. point.
0: I like that. I think you're right. So, uh, last question, random question. Uh, we got Android Q coming up this year. Do we have any idea what Q is going to be? I, I'm kind of holding out for Quiche, even though I know it's not a suite. But I
1: can't think of any suites that are starting with the letter Q. Yeah, that's the the million dollar question. I, Quiche is about the only thing that they've always said. They used to say desserts. Then at some okay. point they just kind of quietly started saying sweet treats to mm-hmm. brand it out because like jelly bean that came out, that wasn't a dessert. Yeah. So maybe they'll come up with some know. way I to – I like
0: jelly beans for dessert, <laughs> but, you know, okay. I know – quiche a is clearly dessert. not a dessert, I don't think.
1: Yeah. No, Q is a tough one. I mean the only ones that really make sense are these – non-American, impossible for you know people like us no. to pronounce kind of desserts that you would never have heard of, which would be kind of cool if they went with something just totally out there that uh, you know most of us didn't know and didn't know how to say. It would be a nice learning experience. There you go. But uh, yeah,
0: we'll see. All right, great. Okay. On that note then, thanks for the insights on the Upgrade Report Card, which is on Computer World. You can take a look at it now. Again, it's a very extensive look at all the carriers and the manufacturers and what Google's doing with grades and everything. It's uh, well worth your time. Um, JR, thanks so much for you know, the insights and the information. We'll revisit all of this at some point down the road, I'm sure.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks, buddy. For now, that's a wrap.